With authority! Aloha! Welcome to the most muscles in podcast in various sports. Welcome to ABC7 Sports. With authority! You are inside the ABC7 Sports Department. I'm Casey Pratt. That's Larry Beal. We have a ton of great stuff coming up for you. Yes, we do. It's 2015 all over again. Is it? Doesn't it feel like that? It feels like that to me. What does that mean for Kevin Durant as he observes from afar? Should I stay or should I go? I did a fair amount of research on the one-on-one matchups you would love to see. And actually, the NBA did this before Casey was born. Yay! (laughs) We only have one more week to talk about Game of Thrones theories. So, among other things, we're going to dive into proper use of a dragon, which we finally got last (laughs) week. I'm begging for this. I have not been begging for the return of Meatball Paul. Meatball Paul is, if you're watching on on the YouTube, is ever-present in our office, and he is the centerpiece of our A's-Giants bet, which is fairly dreadful, actually. And what you will name your next child... I have the names. I have a, you didn't even know There's you were a having a child. Of children names coming from Westeros. Yes. And let's just say some people may have immediate regrets after the last episode. If if it's a girl and you went Khaleesi, you might want to scratch that out. Yeah, not good. Well, after the last episode. All right, let's let, let's get into it, all right? Because when we taped our last podcast, I think we were both very nervous. The dubs Dynasty Doomsday Clock. I had it pretty much set to eleven fifty nine. No, no, no. You I was, had it at Doomsday. Well, no, I did. That's I true. had it I was, a minute behind Doomsday. Yeah. But now we were there. You know what? Now I'm resetting it. To, Again, <laughs> I'm resetting. I'm resetting it to like nine a.m. Whoa! I'm going away. It's off. It's way. I'm going way back. It's falling because off the wall. I think of think about what's happened. Okay, when we, you know, were watching a, a week ago, Kevin Durant had limped off in Game Five against the Rockets. They survived that game. I thought, oh, man, they're probably going to lose the series. You correctly predicted that they would get it all together and flash back to 2015. I'm an optimist. What can I say? Yes. So they dispatch the Houston Rockets. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then almost a letdown against the Blazers coming in because – we had the big buildup, and it was the grudge match with the Rockets, and I'm sure they're working on their, their latest officiating review that they're going to publish at some point. But you know, it, it just doesn't have the intensity in the next. I, I think this will be a closer series than Game 1 would lead us to believe for a variety of reasons because the Blazers came in tired off a seven-game series, and the Warriors kind of have this thing rolling now. But what I want to ask you is... If you're Kevin Durant, and we saw the shot of him in his theater room or living room or Wish whatever I had a that is, room. yeah, it'd be nice to have that. Uh, you know, triumphant as he watched the Warriors from afar as they they did the job in Houston. Is he thinking, man, I can't wait to get back to my squad and get this calf healthy and be ready to go? And and you know, we're never going to lose if I stick with this bunch. Or is he on the couch going? They don't need me. They don't need me at all. What what am I doing here? Like I'm <laughs> I'm like the hood ornament on a Bentley. I'm just I'm there, but do they really you really need that? I don't I don't need 
I don't need to be. I could be. Uh, maybe I, it's time for me to go to the Knicks. Maybe it's time. yeah. So what does that do to your psyche watching that game? Is the question. And I've heard a lot of ridiculous takes, and a lot of them properly were uh, dispatched with authority, as you might say. But the Warriors are not better without Kevin Durant. No, I think it's, no one thinks that. I, well, and if you do, you're not smart. Uh, yeah, let's just I, I get think, that out of the I way. I think there's some. People that are looking to try to get the hot take of the day and, and throw that out there, but they do play differently without Durant because they share the ball more, mm-hmm. and the the beneficiary most obviously is Clay Thompson, who gets more looks, and they've unleashed Steph a little bit. I think he gets more offensive minded when he knows Durant is not. I think their level of mental focus goes up dramatically. Yeah, they can't rest. Yeah, because they, they, yeah, they have, have to, to focus. be perfect. If yeah. they're not perfect, KD isn't coming to bail them out like he always does. So they need to play with the utmost intensity and defensive efforts and the appropriate fear, as we like to say. So I think that if you're Kevin Durant and you're watching that, I think you want to stay. I don't think you see that and go, these guys don't need me. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Because what he has right now is rarefied air. They are looking at a unprecedented ish NBA title run that is putting him in a category of players that is very minute not minute not ball. minute ball yeah <laughs> I, you knew I was gonna go there what but the but the question is I mean does that inspire you to want to re-up maybe for one more year going to I the just Chase don't Center keep playing this one more year game though oh, I, I'm not saying I would want no, to but I mean, the Warriors might take that and one you know they take it kick off the chase center debut yeah. with kd and then because who you know whether it's the knicks i don't know that there's a lot of other attractive places to go necessarily i mean do you want to join dallas I, no. you know i mean we, he's already said he didn't find the atmosphere with lebron now clippers could be a different story but you don't know how that's going to play out i mean the clippers maybe one or two players away everybody thinks Kawhi leonard is going to join the Clippers. Would you want to go join up with Kawhi and that bunch? Maybe they battled without those guys. I'd hate to see what they look like with them, the Clippers. I know. I think he sold his Malibu mansion or he put it on, on, you know, for sale. So we mentioned the hot takes off the talk, the bad ones, the ones saying that also maybe Kevin Durant won't come back to protect his ankle and protect his free agency, which is even more ridiculous. My hot take is this, and I haven't changed my opinion on this at all. Okay. I think Kevin Durant is coming back next year. I've said it all along. I think Kevin Durant wants to open the Chase Center. He's talked about trophies outside the – not trophies, statues outside the Chase Center. I think that he knows that he's got something incredibly rare here with the Warriors – He's got an amazing team, amazing ownership, amazing coaches, a whole bunch of humble stars all around him. This is impossible to duplicate. You can want to go somewhere else and start your own thing, but it's going to be tough slogging for him. And I don't think you're going to want to go join a team like the Knicks who just can't seem to get it together and figure it out. And now, by the way, they're not getting Zion. I was going to say, but he would go, uh, look, I'll get, we'll have, it'll be me, Kyrie, and Zion. Oh, Zion. and even stop at Kyrie. Katie and Kyrie sounds good in theory, but give them a few months together, and I don't think that's a great mix. You're talking about two moody guys. Exactly, two moody guys. <laughs> two unpredictable. I mean, Kyrie bailed on LeBron. He wanted his own thing. He went to the Celtics. He was never happy there, 
I just don't see that being a great mixture, and I don't think the Knicks really have an organization of the quality the Warriors have that he's got it made right now. This is like talking about if you were like a really good engineer, like top-notch engineer at a startup, and Apple goes, hey, we want you. Are you going to go, nah, I'd rather work at this crummy startup that we're still figuring things out and we're not making all the money and we're not we're not exactly the elite of the elite or would you go to the best company in the world and stay there why would you leave that well i mean he's there if we're if we're talking about let's say apple or a startup you're in control of your own destiny more in a, in a smaller shop as a part of being a, a, a little piece in this gigantic machine i, I was going to throw it back to you let's say mm-hmm. because you're having a great run here, but yeah. what if inside the NBA came calling and said, "Look, you've done <laughs> all you can with Larry Beal, except a podcast, and now we're even doing that." So what? I mean, you can't prop this dude up any more than you already have all these years. <laughs> um, that might be the other way around yeah, too. But but, but so but but if you could go work, you could go produce with Charles Barkley. And with Shaq and Ernie Johnson, who's like the nicest man in the world, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be appealing to you? From the, like, you've done all you could do at ABC Seven, so I'm going to go to a a bigger market, a national situation where the whole universe can see my work on a nightly basis. You could make I could make that case for Casey Pratt right here. Yeah, but that is essentially what Kevin Durant did in leaving the Thunder and going to the Warriors. He is at the best place with the best people, doing the best things on the biggest and brightest stage that his line of work offers. And for him to be at that level, it would be the opposite. It would be like him leaving Shaq and Ernie and Charles. You mean you and leaving coming Shaq and coming to, to work, work with, with me? You. <laughs> yeah, that would and be And starting really everything stupid. over that again. That would be really stupid. That would be horrible then. <laughs> Who would do that? Ooh, nobody would do nobody that. Nobody would do that. And imagine um, if you had to buy into the Bay Area housing market you know, years again, later. Yeah, so the, it's a backwards analogy. And if I was at inside the NBA, I don't think I'd want to leave that. Okay. All Why right. would KD want to leave the Warriors? Why would you want to leave a place where you're almost guaranteed a trip to the NBA Finals every year, a chance to show what you can do on the biggest stage but, on the planet. But when you look at the way Steph and Clay and Draymond play when mm-hmm. KD is not on the court, it is a flashback to 2015. It's the beautiful basketball that Steve Kerr talked about in the 300 passes a game yeah. and the cutting and screening and getting Steph loose. And that meshing that with the way KD plays and their mindset of, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Go, do your do your thing. Slim Reaper right there. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's just, yeah, bail <laughs> us out. Save us again. Save. So it's hard to combine. It seems to be, we're in year three of this, and I don't know, I still don't think they have it figured out. It's either one or the other. Yeah. And then think about in a possible final series with maybe DeMarcus coming back. Oh, and then there's this dude on the low post who wants the ball, even though they use him out at the three-point line as well, then that's a third offense that they have to run or have run this yeah. season. So if you're Durant, do you are you like, they're fine without me. I'm, I'm just I'm messing their stuff up. I mean, I can see it now. I'm sitting there watching on TV in my theater room or whatever, <laughs> my hands raised. They don't really need me. And I, actually watching this, I'm more comfortable 
thinking about 2020 and yeah. the, whether he's there or not because you can't replace the money that he's making i think it's 30 35 million whatever you you can't just bring in another guy at that price because of the salary cap restrictions yeah. but you might be able to if he's willing to do it bring demarcus back because with the the quad and we don't know what the bidding is going to be like for him in the offseason mm-hmm. maybe you pick up you're going to need another guy in the backcourt because uh, Sean Livingston, he's going to retire. I, I'm, I mean, he's yeah. his knee is swelling up, uh, health issues. He's had a long run. You don't know what if if KD leaves, Quinn Cook might go with him because he's a free agent. There, you need another guard, but you also need a small forward. So like a Rudy Gay, and and it looked like Austin Rivers was almost openly campaigning during the Rockets <laughs> series. Like I love the way they play, and yeah. actually that's an all in the family thing because uh, Rivers. The Rivers family and the Curry family, they're intertwined because Seth is going to marry Callie Rivers. And you got that. And you got Damian Lee also yeah. on the Warriors, who's with Seidel. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're, the family connections are all over There's the place. There's more bloodlines going around here than in uh, Game of Thrones. Than right the Targaryens. You've got to keep track of all the this. Starks. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. You, I could just see him watching this and going... While you want it, you you're so anxious to get back on the court. Also thinking, hmm, maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe yeah. maybe I've done all I can do here. I'll let's win one more ring. I'll get another Finals MVP, and then just take a look at the landscape and see. I I would agree with you. Going to New York, I think he'll be miserable no matter what they pay him. No yeah. matter what, uh, Clippers would be intriguing. And then you, I mean, think about what the matchups would be with Durant coming back. Twice a year, they play the Clippers four times into the Chase Center. Yeah. Ooh. I think Joe Lacob is going to do everything in his power to make sure KD comes back. I think that I he wants to be back. I think that he was the first guy to break ground at the Chase Center. He was the first guy to come check out the Chase Center, hard hat and boots and everything, and talk about where his locker is going to be and his parking spot and look at everything. He seemed to have taken an interest in, in the entire building process of this arena. Maybe he just likes construction. Maybe he just loves hard hats and boots. <laughs> Who, Who doesn't, doesn't, right? YMCA. I mean, we've donned those hard hats and boots ourselves. We, we have, actually. Very masculine. Dur- during um, the tour. I want to make sure people know that was during yeah, the during tour. Yeah, during the tour. Not, not, not um, in our personal else. lives. Um, but I think that there's too much there for him to stay. And I think that leaving... To stay or to leave? To stay. And I think what your point is is great in that he may look at it and go, hey, these guys don't need me. He may look at it and, and remember when he left the Thunder and was like the most hated man on the planet for many months. I mean, people still hate on him for it. I think he looks at that and goes, hmm, maybe I do have an exit plan for the Warriors that doesn't make me the biggest villain in the sport. But I don't think... It's a redemption I think he, I would I would think if he left... The whole NBA would cheer. Yeah, they'd be happy. Oh, yeah, so he would be. So that's what I'm he saying. Would be regaled he, as he wouldn't ruin the Warriors per se. No, he would. He'd be he, regaled for leaving the Warriors yeah. and taking away this super team, even though they're still a great team without him. So I think he's got a softer landing than when he left the Thunder. So I. But see you're that arguing point. against your point. Now. No, I'm just saying I'm, I see the other side of the equation, but I'm not changing my mind. Okay. I think he's a hundred percent staying, and all okay. this rumors and chatter. A lot of that's because he signed a one-year deal, and people are going to talk, and he's going to have floaters but out there. But he's done he's nothing. He's going to weigh every option. He's done nothing to quiet down all the chatter, but which would have been easy to do, as Clay Thompson has done and said repeatedly, 
I want to be here. Now, his people have been floating. Clay needs to get a max deal. Otherwise, yeah. uh, Lakers, Clippers, yeah. looking good. So but that's people. That's not him. No, but that's, I mean, his know. agent, whatever. He's just making sure he gets his. Right. And they're going to pay you gotta Clay. you got to understand that. But I just, it, the flip side now that you mentioned, I hadn't really thought about it. The whole NBA would, would change from KD the villain because he made the Warriors invincible. They were great. And with him, they're basically invincible for yeah. the entire league. Barring injury, there's no way you stop them. To oh, he's le- everybody has a chance. Suddenly, everybody would have a chance. <laughs> think of the invigorated team. Look, think of Daryl Morey. He would get rid of oh, his yeah. officiating. Where we have a chance. Right the Finally, the Rockets have a chance. But you know what? The Rockets still wouldn't have a chance. I, I, I think no. I think they would have a chance. I think. I mean, especially is, if Katie went to another Western Conference team and loaded up with other players. Well, I think he just doesn't want to shut the door. He wants to leave the options open because if he does shut the door, then all the background politicking doesn't happen, and he can't see who he could possibly get to what team with him to build whatever dynasty he may want to build. But let's be honest, it's a lot easier just to stay in a place where you're already the best in the world, and there's no reason to mess with that, maybe until they lose a championship. I'd say maybe. keep on going with this run. Open up the Chase Center, and then if you lose in the finals or get bumped early, that's when you leave. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see Kyrie go to the Lakers with LeBron and try to. That would be ridiculous. I do. I would love to. Wouldn't you? I mean, think about it. Then they could try to recreate the Cavs. Who yeah. beat the Warriors? And I know 2016 and, and Draymond and all Curry's that. His knee was hurt. Draymond but, was suspended. But think about how much fun it would be. You know, if they try to do. Cavs, the West Coast version of the Cavs again, and see if they could give the Warriors a run. Yeah, and you know they'd be trying. They're still trying to get Anthony Davis. They still might try to get AD. It's a train wreck, though. I, the oh, I know the organization is a train utter wreck. train wreck. And you look at the Knicks tend to be a train wreck. The Lakers are a train wreck. The Warriors are where they are. Obviously, the players are great, and they drafted Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and signed Katie, signed Iguodala. But the Warriors are great because a new ownership group came in, changed the entire culture from the top down. I mean, Joe Lacob and Goober, amazing. No question. Welts, absolutely amazing. Bob Myers, one of the most genuine, unbelievable human beings on the planet. Humble, humble guy. Steve Kerr, unreal. You have these guys in this culture they've created there, a team full of humble superstars, and that's not something you can just duplicate by putting a different piece on a different roster. And that's what goes unseen in this. You're not going to get the culture you have at Golden State anywhere else, especially I, I, not the Lakers or Knicks. I agree with that. I, I just wonder what goes through his mind when he watches them do so well without him. And is it, I can't <laughs> wait to do this. is the, the, an amazing brand of basketball that I can't wait to rejoin. Or, eh, they'll be fine without me. You know what you went know, through his mind? He saw the picture of it. Yippee! Yeah, Yippee! No, well, that's, I mean, you know. He's, we win! He's pulling for his team right now. I hope you're right. Yeah. I, I hope you're right. It's a big yippee. You know who's got a lot on their mind these days? Meatball Paul? Well, me. Oh. Because I made a bet with you that the A's would win 15 more games than the Giants. Right. How's that, go- how's that going? By- how's that going, by the way? How's that right going? And so as I hold Meatball Paul here in my hand, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see him in all of his splendor. He's a little stuffed meatball. We introduced him in episode five if you want to go back and see his introduction. Um, he's a cute little guy. He's cute. He smells like actual meatballs. It's, it's, this would be smell-o-vision. It's heinous. And frankly, it's It just smells disgusting. like a meatball. It's a, it's a 
kid's toy that smells like a meatball. He's the mascot of our department because last year we made a bet and the loser had to eat meatball subs and it was about if the A's would win more games than the Giants. The A's obviously did win more games than the Giants. I got really confident, gave Larry a 15-win buffer, and the A's are terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Their bullpen's garbage. Are you going to fake an injury? <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not faking injuries like the Giants are. So What? Derek this is Collins? bad. This is really bad. You did some research? Right now, the Giants have 18 wins, and the A's yeah. have 19 wins. It's neck and neck. And I need 14 more somewhere. Oh, you got two-thirds of the season I left, got time, though. though. So now this is where I get a little bit more confident, despite the rage I just feigned there. On this day in 2018, okay. one year ago, the Giants had 21 wins. Mm-hmm. Want to guess how many the A's had? 20. Nailed it. Really? On the Is nose. That correct? 20 I did, wins. I did not cheat off your paper. The A's finished with 97 wins, and the Giants finished with 73. So the A's are known to finish strong. So all you need is 77 more wins to yeah. get to last year's total. The A's finished with a 24-point margin of victory last year in our bet, and I am feeling okay about it because the A's are traditionally a second-half team, and I think the Giants are really not going to get it together this year. I think that's pretty obvious. So while both teams are terrible right now, I could see the A's turning it around. They got off to a horrible start last year too. Then they put it all together and they were great. Went on a run to the wild card game in the playoffs. And my thinking is the A's can do it again. They have all the pieces. They just got Matt Olson back, Gold Glover, great hitter. Chris Davis has been banged up, so that slowed them down a bit. The bullpen's been awful, but they have quality arms. They'll turn that around. And then you're going to have healthy guys coming back like Jarrell Cotton, A.J. Puck, Sean Minaya, Jesus Lazardo. So I like my chances still. It's not over yet, Meatball Paul. Your second-half pitching staff will be so much better than your first-half pitching staff. It would almost be, be like a different team. Yeah. If so. only the Giants could find a different team. <laughs> They're what, trying, that's though. That's what Farhan Zaidi's doing They're every trying, day. Though. Oh, God, wait and, a second. And that's let's, what we let's see. Let's try this guy. No, he didn't work. No, no, that guy didn't work. So let's talk about some of the frustrations of the Giants. We had a whole fake injury thing happen. Derek oh, Holland made no. some questionable comments. Yeah, yeah, that's not a really a, good a sign. Real you don't doctor want that. looked at him. Come you on, You don't want that Casey. coming up with a team. So, I mean, the Giants clearly frustrated i'm actually surprised that Derek holland is still wearing a giants uniform because typically when you and and for people who aren't familiar with the story uh, he was frustrated uh with a performance in a game and then he was interviewed post game you sent to the bullpen yeah too. right and, and he wants to start and, and then he said uh you know i don't know what's going on here nobody knows what's going on here and uh, i mean they had me faking an injury last week and every you know, and then the red flags yeah, alarm bells uh, oh my no, wait no, no, whoa, no, no. whoa whoa I mean, look, we know we, this happens goes, we don't talk about it it goes on all the time and nobody really cares pretty much in major league baseball it, it basically coincides with some roster move that you want to make but typically when you call out your general manager and and he was careful to say you know i'm fine with bruce bochi i like the way he runs it but he did not know he it was his opinion that the players were unaware of the grander scheme that the giants organization has in mind because they keep 
shipping guys in and shipping guys out. Yeah. And, and you, it's just a, a revolving door of, hey, let's give this guy a chance. Hey, nobody's hitting. Let's call up Mac Williamson again because yeah. he, he was doing give great. Give him one last shot. Well, and the, yeah. So, like, and I don't have a problem with Farhan doing it. I just think it's funny. It reminded me of uh, Josh Donaldson. Hey, Billy boy. Yeah, and bye-bye. Yeah, and so he was he gone. gone for the next So I, I'm surprised that Holland is still – uh, wearing a Giants uni, Here, but here's what Farhan said about it. He had a finger issue that he had back in spring training. This is via the Chronicle. Mm-hmm. It flared up. We got an MRI. He felt he could continue pitching. We felt it would be prudent to give him the time off. The decision was collaboratively made. We have extensive medical records to prove he had a finger injury. The, so well, that's a frustrated Holland, but it seems like they kind of have their bases covered and i'm going to come to the defense of farhan and the giants which i don't do often yeah but you look at the way the a's operated back in the day when farhan was there Mm -hmm. and they're constantly looking for the diamond in the rough they're constantly turning over the roster waiting to see what sticks i remember being in a press box in houston when the a's acquired some guy named steven vote i'd never heard of and i was like who's this guy throwaway trade whatever move dude's an all-star on the giants now but this is how they operate. This is how they build their team. I remember one day I saw that the A's had acquired Marco Scudero. It's like, what? Who's this guy? He was Funny great. name. Fantastic player. Also a guy that played for both the A's yeah. and Giants. These are just some little examples of how these tiny under-the-radar roster moves end up being something. You look at the Giants with Kevin Pillar. Random moves, but right. the well, they made stick. like six moves to yeah. acquire him, and and so it's it's this little tinkering that's going on because, well, I don't want to go back to your uh, Bryce Harper rant <laughs> uh, because they didn't get the <laughs> I'd big love to ticket. Get back to that. They did not get the big ticket item, and they're going to be sellers at the deadline, not buyers, yeah. and that w- would lead us into a Madison Bumgarner conversation about. Because he just listed a bunch of teams uh, that he would not want to be traded to, which would give him leverage. Yeah, and they're all contenders. Play. So if you put them on your no trade list, and then somebody really wants you badly, then it's okay. Well, what kind of a deal can we work out? What's in Madison's best interest? But I think the the unfortunate thing that it's too early to talk about, but will become a conversation point as we get farther into this season, is that. Bruce Bochy came into 2019 needing 74 wins to reach 2,000 for his career. When we started our projections before the season, I think the Giants were at 73.5. It was something like that. And that's how many they won last year, 73. So it was was low 70s. But they're 18 and 24. Yeah. This puts them on a trajectory – to be mid 60s, you know, if they don't do something dramatic and and more, most likely they're going to sell guys, not buy guys. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I mean, imagine coming up at 1993 in terms of total wins for Boach. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame manager either way. It's just it's just a nice number to be able to hit yeah. when you put on the you know, the whole resume of that the whole board of all your career accomplishments and he was a player before and a great manager in the three world series with the giants it's just just get to 74 and i just don't see it happening barring something dramatic out of the blue that i don't know what they could do so before we move on i'll close on this let's just hope 
that the Giants become the bleeping Giants, as Steve Kerr <laughs> oh, oh, would call nice. them. Nice. And they get to 74 wins, and the A's finish with 89-90. Oh, so you're clearing. <laughs> you're I'm rooting six, for the Giants 16, to get Bochy the win. So you want 74, and you want the 15-win margin. So I want I have 15. To eat I want the you to eat the meatballs. meatball sandwich. Meatball Paul is all yours. I think, I think it's an interesting <laughs> bet that's going to go on all summer long. Do you, you want to talk Thrones? We've got to talk Thrones. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I know we're going to talk not to talk thrones names of thrones, but uh, heading into the final episode because we've been talking about who we think is going to be on the Iron Throne when all is said and done, and, and we'll get to that. But finally, in this last episode, I, I have been very upset about the improper use of a dragon for I don't know how many episodes, and finally <laughs> we saw what a dragon can do yes. when the Queen of Dragons gets irritated and complete uh, and utter domination. Yeah, just. And then went a little too far. You think? Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder. I mean, you know how a propane tank works. Is there ever a point where the dragon runs out of fire to yeah. breathe on a city? Like, like does he get tired? I mean, how does he, does he get tired? I mean, basically, if, if you don't watch the show, he torched a whole, an entire city. Innocent people, too, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what happens when... When the queen of dragon, when a Targaryen is born, like you, you flip, flip a coin, coin it's fifty-fifty. Yeah. You're gonna be crazy. You're gonna be normal. You don't know, but so that takes us into the final episode where Danny is kind of flipped out, and so who who do you have on the throne to to finish this thing off? I'm gonna read the Vegas odds. Yeah, we have them right here because there are odds, and, and I I have to think that they know something we don't because they have Bran Stark at minus five hundred, which means he's an overwhelming favorite to sit on the Iron Throne, and I don't think that makes any sense. Obviously, he's going to be the Lord of Winterfell, but you know, Sansa Stark is plus 400, Tyrion's plus 750, Jon Snow, Aegon Targaryen, is plus 800, Danny's plus 1500, so her odds get long. Gendry plus 3000, Arya plus 3000, um, and I don't really need to read the rest of these names. Now, if I was a betting man, I'm putting all my money on Gendry Baratheon. But it's he's way not, out of left field. He is not even a primary character in but the show. On this list, he's one of the only people that has a legitimate claim to the throne, and it's plus three thousand. So if I put a hundred down, I win three thousand. Well, the, I like the numbers on that. I, a, I like it's a I like savvy the, play. No, it is, it is. But I, I just don't see how you would take a guy who's not been a dominant figure in the series and elevate him into that status and whether he has a, a claim a birthright claim to it i mean think of all the people that have had legitimate claims who've been killed yeah. in the past eight years of this thing so i don't know that that's going to carry the day So yeah i would bet on gendry i think my honest to goodness pick about who is going to end the show on the iron throne it's got to be Aegon targaryen and i think it's predictable but i think what will be unpredictable is that daenerys is a ghana she I go think, down. I think we're in agreement Ari on how is taking this happens. Her out. With you finally using a fake, she's going to kill Drogon and wear Drogon's face. No, no that's Drogon is a dragon. <laughs> Imagine the visual Ridiculous. though. That'd be great. well. They could do anything with CGI. <laughs> but I've been going back and forth. I originally thought it was going to be John and Danny's baby. Yeah, and that's on here. I didn't read oh, it. Really? I, oh, really? John oh, okay. and Danny's what, baby is plus 3,300, so longer odds than Daenerys Targaryen. So, unless she's already pregnant, though... They're going to have to speed things up it dramatically. It doesn't seem like they have that mutual no. feeling anymore. 
Well, because she they've lost that love destroyed and his whole his whole town. Yeah, you think that had something to I do think with it? it? Did with a dragon. So, who is your pick if you had to choose right now? <sighs> so I can't go with the baby. I, I'm gonna go. I don't know how he survived this long. I'm gonna go Tyrion. Interesting. I'm gonna go Tyrion just because he should have been killed numerous times already, and he survived every single but he time. did betray Daenerys Targaryen but, one last time if, by releasing Jamie. but if Arya takes told her him, out then then all the good guys can live and rule right. in a peaceful proper kingdom but I still think that would lead to Jon Snow being the king unless he somehow gets taken out early he doesn't want it he doesn't want it but it's, it's like his you birthright. going inside the NBA you don't want it I don't it. want, it. I don't want to go inside the NBA I want to stay on this podcast forever <laughs> well that's possible. That's possible. So we're going to talk about Thrones names in a bit, but it's tell me a story time. And I'm going to take you back. Well, you weren't probably born. It's I'm okay. sure you weren't born. I probably read about it on, but in the library. In, in, you, read, you read about <laughs> it on the interwebs? At the Citadel. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this because we've had so many Durant conversations, and I don't think there's anybody that – disputes much at this point that he's the best player on the planet depending on what Kawhi Leonard does at any given mm-hmm. moment LeBron has kind of been taken down a notch because age and the way the things went lack with of the, supporting with the cast etc so I thought wouldn't it be cool if the NBA like on the halftime shows way 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 back in the in the 70s they used to do these little features the vignettes one of them was red on round ball which was red r back basically teaching you the game it was kind of a little bit corny but you know it was fun it was fun to watch like to see red out there uh, doing stuff but one of the things that they also tried was in 1972 they had a one-on-one tournament mm-hmm. okay and so they took, at the time, there were 17 teams, two players from each team. Oh, so wow. I think it was 34 guys. Yeah. And, you know, head to head to head, and they just eliminated, eliminated, eliminated. It came down to JoJo White, who was a guard for the Celtics, against Big Bob Lanier. And Bob Lanier, I mean, it was kind of, it was really boring TV, actually, because Bob Lanier's like 6'11", and we just back just everybody mismatched. down. Just, yeah. I mean, and so Bob Lanier won the thing. And uh, he won fifteen thousand dollars at the time. Oh, big was, money! It was huge. I put money. all that on Gendry. <laughs> I'm all in on Gendry for the Thrones. But I thought, what if you did that today? Look, and I know you know you, when a guy's making thirty-five million dollars today, you're not gonna. I don't even know how much you'd have to offer up to. Be, that would be the. Th- you could be the king of the NBA throne if you could win this one-on-one. You tournament. could have any unrestricted free agent. On your team after you win, or you could be an unrestricted you free agent. Be you win your freedom. Agent. You win. We unleash. <laughs> we unlock your chains, and oh, you could go. You get to go anywhere you want. Jail uh, free card. Anyway, That'd so be an incredible I thought, think about uh, the logistics would be challenging, and and there's a, guys. I don't want to do it because I don't want to lose, and yeah. then the, uh, you know, way my, too many. It's going to hurt my brand and all that stuff. Yeah. But okay, but I came up with a. Let's just say we could do it. Let's just say everybody agreed. We got a big man's category and and a guard's category so i've got for the for the the forwards and up i got one is durant uh, i got two is Kawhi is my two seed lebron is three Giannis is four anthony davis is five paul george is six joel Embiid is seven 
And just for fun, I'm putting Zion in, even though he hasn't been right. in the NBA. Apologies to Nikola Jokic because he should probably be in there. So before you do the guards yeah. in the, the front court, guys, right. let's, let's look or uh, back court, guys. Let's look at how that plays out a little bit. All right, let's so do that. all right, uh, KD beats Zion. That's the one eight matchup. Yeah, definitely. Okay. The two seven Kawhi takes uh, Embiid and beats him because Embiid's not going to chase him around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three is interesting. LeBron against Paul George. So we're going to advance LeBron there. Yeah, I'd give to LeBron. And how about the 4-5 matchup is Giannis against Anthony Davis? See, that would be fun That's to watch. Epic. That's epic. Wouldn't a, you watch that at halftime? I'd watch that over the NBA All-Star game and anything that happens at NBA All-Star weekend currently. Okay, so advancing with the bigs, it, it's... Well, would you would you have Giannis or, or Anthony Davis? I'm going Giannis. You're going Giannis. I know right. Anthony Davis is a better shooter, but Giannis is it's just freak. A, a force of nature. Otherwise, it would have been KD versus AD. All right, in the, which the big match, which were also good uh, alphabet stuff. So KD versus Round two. Go. K, KD versus Giannis, and oh, man. I'm taking KD because he can shoot. Giannis more all around shoot. skill. More yeah. all around skill. And the other one is LeBron versus Kawhi. Oh, in, <laughs> then in the, we got storylines oh, now. Yes. Story oh, lines. I mean, this is like, imagine the vignettes leading up oh, to the match. Oh my goodness, this would be epic. So, who do you, LeBron versus Kawhi? Right? Kawhi has been the LeBron oh, stopper in the past. Oh man, Kawhi is. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard right now. Yeah, yeah. He can shoot. He, he has better range on yeah. his shot. I mean, LeBron might just play bully ball. Mm-hmm. But okay, so then let's say we agree on Kawhi Leonard. Then the big man final is KD versus Kawhi Leonard. The two people who are arguably the, the the best two players in the game right now. Yeah, jeez. So think of so uh, we'll leave that okay. right there. So the final matchup is KD versus Kawhi Leonard for the bigs. For the bigs. For the bigs. All right. Next category. Okay. So let's go with the smaller guys. Okay. And this is seated one through eight. I got Harden one, Steph two, Kyrie is three, Dame Lillard is four, Russell Westbrook is five, Devin Booker of the Suns is six, Kemba Walker is seven. And I threw in Luka Doncic okay. just because well, yeah. we'll put him at guard, even though he's he's a bigger guy. Yeah. But uh, that's really what he plays. So the one eight is Harden versus Luka. Harden advances. Yeah, I'd give it to Harden. Uh, the two seven is Steph versus Kemba, both with Charlotte connections. Yeah, that we saw at there the you go. Game. More more package, more background. Everything. All right, Steph. Okay, so Steph advances there. The three six is Kyrie versus Devin Booker, which I could see That'd an be upset fun to there watch, though. because yeah. Devin Booker could flat out score on anybody. But let's just say Kyrie advances. Give it to Kyrie. And the four five is Damian Lillard versus Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's going to be there's going to be blood on the floor in that match. <laughs> yeah. And so you already have that rivalry. I mean, this is this to me is a hundred percent better than the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I would take this tournament over the NCAA tournament. I would take this tournament over. Anything from NBA All-Star Weekend already. All right, so let's go to the, see who advances. James Harden against Damian Lillard is uh, one Man. matchup. I'm gonna, I'm just going to advance Harden, even though you know we appreciate Dame. And the handles contest in the other side of this bracket is Steph versus Kyrie. That would just be unbelievable to watch. I don't know that Steph can guard Kyrie. We already saw saw that at the end of Game Seven of 2016. <laughs> oh, no, I compromised Steph. That anymore. I compromised Steph, Steph was very compromised in that series. Okay, so who are you advancing? Are you advancing uh, Steph or Kyrie? I'll go Steph. Give me Steph. Okay, you're taking Steph. Best shooter in the world. So then it's Harden versus. Well, we just saw Harden, Harden versus, versus Steph. Steph. It's Harden versus Steph for the little guys. Even though if you if you stood next to James Harden, you'd go, "Oh, he's not little." I mean, he's. But if you thick. stand next to Steph, he's not little either. Well, that's true. He's six three. I mean, but I mean, I'm talking about normal he's just human thick. beings. So all right. So Harden versus Steph, and Harden chokes. Steph wins. Wow. 
So you know what the okay? So then we have to come he back. He misses twenty seven. He misses twenty seven straight threes. <laughs> You're so cruel. <laughs> and then and then there was an officiating report yeah, afterward no, no, that no. said he did I'm not give it to Steph. He Steph's was, a does champion. he flop? Does he flop? Oh, does Steph give him room to land? Oh, okay. I don't even want to go there. So all right. So you're advancing Steph. Adva- so you Steph is come, coming out of that bracket. Come, let's come back to KD and Kawhi. Yeah. So if you if you advance Durant, you have Steph versus I'm, KD. I'm picking Steph it's, versus KD in the it's finals. It's the inner turmoil of the Warriors right Loser here. Loser leaves town. Yes, right. Get out of town. It's great. It's a WWE. Yeah, Vince oh, McMahon would put this on. This would be better than the XFL. And so what would the prize? But the problem is. If if a guy's making <laughs> yes. thirty five million to play yeah. and another thirty or thirty five from Nike, if you if you're grossing seventy million a year, just to, all these guys, right? How much money could they possibly put on the table to incentivize you? It would have to be an astronomical figure. I mean, they, there's no I mean, way you could afford to put that tournament on. I mean, what if it was like twenty million dollars to the to charity th- of your choosing, or? I don't know. I don't know what you could. There's so many feelings in play. Like, remember the NBA All Star Draft? They couldn't even air it the first year. Well, because too many was in their feelings. Yeah, they were worried. Well, the league was worried about guys being too sensitive, and then they got past that, and and then they they did. And then LeBron just the turned it into active collusion on every free agent coming. Well, we'll see how that works out. We'll see how <laughs> he that works out. Every coming yeah, free every, agent. Every every free. By so. the way, uh, in that 1972 Bob Lanier one-on-one champion. Uh, he beat Pistol Pete Maravich in the first yeah. round. How could he beat Pistol Pete Maravich? I would like to see the video on that. They got to bring this back. It's genius. I would love to see that. I just don't know how it could be orchestrated and liability. And imagine if somebody got hurt seriously. Oh I mean, yeah, just like that's the end of the one-on-one. I tournament. mean, honestly, that's the sad thing is is if somebody does, you know, blow out Achilles in this or anybody gets seriously injured. I mean, look at the. You can't play this like you play the NBA All Star game and just kind of you know. No, I mean, half, I mean, there's too much at stake in this. Yeah. But it would be like. You ever watch the big three? When, you yeah. Know, and, and guys are going down left when they're older. Yeah, and they're, they're not, not in great shape. In... Guys are, I mean, that's that league is an Achilles tendon waiting to explode. If the NBA ever has a lockout, get some billionaires together and make this a thing. Joe Lacob. Make it happen. All right, so let's save Game of Thrones baby names to the end and open this envelope here. That's from super producer Leonard, who is With absent for week three in a row. secret question of the day. He did tell me one thing about this, that we need a timer. We need a timer? So well, I'll get out my phone. phone, and here, why don't you read I it? I don't know what yeah. it says, right. but you read it this while I get long, the timer ready. It's a long question. This... I don't understand this. This, is, <laughs> this will be good then. Um, he said, this is not a question. It's a head-to-head. You have 15 seconds to name as many Game of Thrones characters as you can. The one with the most correct answers wins. But I thought he said it was going to be Star he Wars said it was related. Be, he said study Star Wars. And then he came I, you know how many hours I spent <laughs> studying Star Wars for this, for this right here? And then he goes. I didn't do any. I studied no Star Wars. But see, you're you're gonna w- go ahead in, in 15 seconds because I can't name that many. You know what I, I find interesting is paper. it's really easy to be smart and come up with answers on things, but when you're against the clock, it's like impossible. Well, uh, so what's 15 funny, seconds. I right, hear you take the timer. All right. The stopwatch is right here. We're firing it up. We're gonna show it on YouTube. 
You're going to just tell me when it hits 15. Give me a buzzer okay, go, sound go effect. Go ahead. All right, here we go. <coughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Down. First what? of all, I see right in front of you, you have a list well, of all list, the baby I have all, names. I just happen to have all you the names. I, I didn't know that that was the question. That is irrelevant. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Aegon Targaryen, Danny Targaryen, John. Well, John Snow's two people. Oh, Arya Stark. Oh, you already Brand blew it. Stark. Oh, you're Sansa right. Stark. <laughs> Varys. I'll give you Little Ned Finger. Stark. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion, did I say Tyrion twice? I'm the Hound, the Mountain, Maester Pycelle. That's it. I think you got nine or ten. Oh, I think you got nine jokes. or ten. I choked. I made all You're these names You're naming the same comments. people. Naming you have a list. I have an album. I need my. Well, I didn't Put know the list this away. was going to be. Why? Why would right. I do that? I didn't know. I just happened Flip to have a list. Flip it over. Flip it over. What? All right. Ready? I'm going to go 15 seconds. Ready? But do I have to have different names than you yeah, have? Yeah, you have to name all different. No, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> you almost fell uh, over. All right. I'm going to yeah. start the timer, and I'll hold it out, so hopefully you can see it if you're watching on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I and Larry's going to go, and I'm not going to count. We're going to have to just tell you who won when Leonard reviews the film. All right, ready? Here okay. we go. Three, two, one, go. How about Danny, Jon Snow, Samwell? Uh, let's go Tyrion. First and last name. Oh, come on, Lannister. All the Lannister. Cersei Lannister. Jamie Lannister. Uh, let's go. Uh, oh, gee, I'm, I'm blacking out here. <laughs> oh, was that it? I got. I think it. I got eight. Uh, no, uh, anyway. I think I won. All right. Uh, uh, Sansa. All right. I did throw you that, a little curveball by that, saying last names, too. Yeah, no, but that, I was going last names. But that, what did that have to do with Star Wars? Leonard, what are you doing? Super <laughs> producer Leonard <laughs> You just totally messed with us. And we didn't even know what was in that envelope, but it's the perfect segue into yes. our baby names conversation. It's crazy. It's crazy. Leonard actually is a genius. That That's what happened here. So check this out, right, before we go. <laughs> this is ridiculous, but from the years 2000 to 2008, Jorah was a girl's name. And mm -hmm. a girl's name only. But then Sir Jorah Mormont happened, and since 2014, more than 80 boys have been born with the name Jorah. So we should backtrack on this for a moment. This comes from the Social Security Administration, where everybody gets their kids' names registered. And so we're looking at names that are directly related to the Game of Thrones. And the leading name with over 2,500 selections is Arya. Arya is the most popular name out of the Game of Thrones for babies that have been born during the Thrones. We got to note this though. First, they took John and Jamie out. Well, because they were common. Because Those they're are common, common names. names. So you would probably get a lot of Johns. You probably oh, get a yeah, lot of Jamies for John and Snow and Jamie John Lannister. Jamie. But yeah. they're not in here. So just so you know. So Here's, let's run down the list. Go it ahead. gets dicey because if you saw the last episode, the Queen of Dragons, Khaleesi, kind of lost her mind and incinerated a whole town. And so she's a villain now. You described it as a wicked heel turn, I believe. Wicked heel yeah. turn. But I don't think it was a heel turn. She just she lost her she mind. Snapped. She went crazy. She, you know, if look, if I was there and Miss Sandy was beheaded, I would be pretty. And Miss uh, Sandy told her to burn it down. She said, "Jacaris." I, I would. I so would, uh, very. Five hundred and sixty people named their child Khaleesi. Khaleesi, <laughs> the villain who's a villain now. Probably regretting that now. Five hundred and sixty. And so Daenerys was at 163. That's the same person. So she was third. Name. So Daenerys represents both the second and third spot on this list. Oh, boy. Interesting. That's not good. And uh, Jorah is in there. Sansa. Jorah's ahead of Sansa. That's pretty wild. Yeah, by at least one vote by my count. Here's the, the most interesting that I found. Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> Ramsey's on the list. His little 15. baby Ramsey. Now, Ra Ramsey is is kind of a, a, a it's a cool name it, it unless is. you happen to be naming your child for Ramsey Bolton who is perhaps 
the most despicable character in television history based on some of his shenanigans. If you have a baby named Ramsey, I would not buy him a pet dog. Because uh, the the dogs ended up eating No, I know. I, I know how that ended. And, and Theon is in there at 14. That's pretty ridiculous. Look at this, though. Tyrion. 58 people have been named Tyrion. That's pretty cool. Tyrion's a cool name. So... To recap, excluding the Johns and Jamies, more than 4,500 children were given names from Game of Thrones in 2018. That's up from the 3,800 the previous year. That's a lot so of Game of Thrones So when you babies. have your next child, are you going to, if it's a boy, are you going to go Ramsey, like Ramsey Bolton? I'll probably go with uh, Khaleesi. The Mountain Pratt. The Mountain Oh, yes, wouldn't that mount- be awesome? Not even Gregor. Not Hound? You're not <laughs> no, now going to go Hound? The Mountain will be his first name. I, I hope he's 6'9", <laughs> 375. Otherwise, he's got uh, yes. way too much to live up to. Yeah, I think that would be a great name, The Mountain. Uh, mountain what about you? If you had to choose any Game of Thrones name. Well, I'm, I'm done. The, the Having kids years, I'm, I'm done with that. Okay, so say you had to change your name right now. What would right you make now? it? I might go... Wasn't um, wasn't Cal Jason Momoa? Call Call Drago. Call. I'd be Call Drago just because I like Jason Momoa, and because I'm yeah. Um, I could see myself in that role. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The newsroom better look out if that's what happens. That's probably a good place to end the podcast. That is a good place. Uh, Tell people where they can get the podcast. Well, they're listening to it, so they probably nowhere to get but maybe they're listening and they want to watch it maybe Maybe. they're listening and they haven't subscribed so you can subscribe to the podcast right now on itunes google play soundcloud please you really help us if you do that you can also watch all these episodes on youtube Mm -hmm. because we have cameras all over the sports department right now we're on the tv and sometimes we'll sneak clips from the show on tv actually yes we've done that promo and if you do subscribe to the podcast, it's really helpful if you actually click the five-star button. Whether you ever listen or not, just go there, click it, and then you're, you're good. We're in your debt forever. I ask this every week, and I'm going to ask it again. Yes. We have a lot of stuff to give away. Where are we with legal? <laughs> we have rules. You have rules? We have rules. Wait, you have them buried in a desk that can't be opened, in a drawer that's hermetically sealed. I'm going to show some things. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to show some things. Show off your gear. We are going to give these away. Once we figure out the contest. When you subscribe to our lovely podcast, this is a number 35 Kevin Durant All-Star jersey. This is a number 30 Steph Curry All-Star jersey. These can be yours if you prove you subscribe to this podcast. So get started on subscribing, and we will show you really soon how you can get those. And abc7news.com slash with authority you can find anything there any information you'll be able to sign up there too for the contest when it comes and Larry I think there's only one left thing to say aloha woo we done